attention this morning to the book of Isaiah and the 59th chapter, the book of Isaiah and the 59th chapter. I want to uh, read from verse 10 of Isaiah chapter 59. The word of the Lord says this, we grope for the wall like the blind. We grope as if we had no eyes. We stumble at noonday as in the night. We are in desolate places as dead men. We roar all like bears. We mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, but there is none. For salvation, but it is far from us. For our transgressions are multiplied before thee, and our sins testify against us. For our transgressions are with us, and as for our iniquities, we know them. In transgressing and lying against the Lord, and departing away from our God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering from the heart words of falsehood, And judgment is turned away backward, and justice standeth afar off. For truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey. And the Lord saw it, and it displeased him that there was no judgment. And he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. For he put on righteousness as a breastplate, and an helmet of salvation upon his head. And he put on the garments of vengeance for clothing, and was clad with zeal as a cloak. I want to take careful note of this passage and, and, and focus our attention primarily and particularly on the 17th verse when the Lord stepped into the picture he wondered that there was no intercessor that there was no man to stand up and offer righteous judgment and so he himself his own arm brought salvation he put on righteousness as a breastplate and an helmet of salvation I would like to preach to you this morning on the helmet of salvation. The helmet of salvation. Could we lift our hands to the Lord God once more this morning? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your many blessings. We thank you for your goodness and your glory and your grace that abounds in this house. I pray, Lord, for an anointing upon your messenger and upon your people. Lord, you are great and greatly to be praised. We need you and we call upon you. We ask for your blessing in this house. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Let's say that name again. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated this morning in the name of the Lord. In his famed conversation with a Samaritan woman at the well, the well of Jacob, Jesus spoke many truths to this woman. 
she was no doubt a, a woman who had much challenge in her life. No question that she was a woman who was guilty of transgression against the Lord. But Jesus took time speaking to this woman. He knew that it might be misunderstood by his disciples. So in one of the very interesting uh, acts of Jesus, he sent them on to go get something to eat. All 12 of them to bring back lunch. That always struck me as humorous. I'm imagining one or two of them offering, saying, we'll do it. That's, you don't send everybody. He said, no, I, 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 trust me. Every one of you need to go get lunch and bring it back. Because he knew that they wouldn't understand his ministry to this woman at the well in Samaria. But here she was in need of water to pull the water up from the well. But Jesus, of course, knowing the heart of every human being, knew that she needed more than the water that this well could provide. He explained to her that if she knew who she were talking to, that she would ask him if he could provide her with water. Because he said, the water that I shall give is the kind of water that will cause you never to thirst again. He did not mean that you would never need another drink he simply meant that you don't have to go looking for another well. He explained to her that the well I'm talking about isn't the well of Jacob, but it's a well in you, a well of living water, internally springing up into everlasting life. In this same conversation, he said one of the great statements of the Bible. He said, the day comes and now is where we won't worship God in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem. But God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. In fact, he said that the Father seeketh such to worship him. This is true worship and these are true worshipers. There's a difference then between true worship and false worship. But those who worship God must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And then finally He said to her, listen, you know not what you worship. But we know what we worship. For salvation is of the Jews. Salvation is of the Jews. And this is such an important statement to understand. Because truly, salvation, the concept of salvation... The very idea of salvation and the truth of salvation originated in the Jew, in the Jewish people, and in their understanding of God. God revealed this to their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Whether it was a ram rustling in the thicket to provide substitution for Isaac who lay on the altar... Or a Red Sea that was parting and Israel was to walk through on dry ground. Salvation is of the Jews. Whether it were three Hebrew children thrown into a fiery furnace. Or one man Daniel who refused to stop praying. And cast into a lion's den. But, but he and those three Hebrew children were delivered from those tests and trials Salvation is of the Jews. 
Whether it be Gideon and his 300 men driving back the armies of the Midianites or Samson with the jawbone of a donkey, salvation is of the Jews. The Jews understood, lo, he will come and save us. They understood that whatever they faced, that there were promises that they could cling to, that they could hold on to. That God had made covenant with their fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now, this did not mean they were perfect people. In fact, quite the contrary. They routinely turned their back on God. Routinely, they served other idols. Routinely, they, they turned to the gods of the heathen. And God often had to bring them into a place where they would be tested and tried and, and that they would return unto him, the God of their salvation and of course there was as is described in Isaiah chapter 59 there was gross darkness that came upon the nations of the earth the Bible describes it as we have read it they said we grope for the wall like like the blind they said that we are it's as if we have no eyes they said we stumble in the noonday as as though it were night we are desperate and we are like dead men. We roar all like bears. We mourn sore like doves. We look for judgment, righteous judgment, and there is none. And, and, we, and we look for salvation, but it is far off. We transgress. We lie against the Lord. We depart away from God. We speak oppression and revolt. And we conceive and utter from the heart words of Falsehood. Now, it sounds like he's describing 2016. I'm not reading. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not reading from the USA Today. I'm reading from the book of Isaiah. But this was the state of the earth. And this, ladies and gentlemen, is the state of man when left to himself. Now, I want to come against this notion that you or anybody else, myself included, have the power to save ourselves. It is important that we understand that the only thing that has the power to deliver us from sin, sadness, sickness, and sorrow is the precious blood of Jesus Christ. It is important that we understand there is power in the blood of the Lamb. It is important that we understand that that blood is precious blood and has the power. Oh, hallelujah. To save the sinner from their sin-sick situation. Hallelujah. He can reach way down. Oh, hallelujah. Way, way down into the uttermost. I want you to know that the Bible says that this condition of mankind displeased the Lord. That he looked upon the condition of the world and it displeased him. He saw that there was no man. There was no man, there was no body who was capable of standing up in the stead of society and being found acceptable unto God. All men have the same story, just like every person in this building today has the same story. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Don't you let the suit and tie fool you. Every single one of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
You can go look in all of the nooks and crannies of our society and you will find that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. You're not going to find a man. You're not going to find a woman on this planet who hasn't had some kind of sin, some kind of transgression, some area in their life that they'd rather not talk about, some skeleton in their closet that they'd rather just shove inside and let nobody talk about. If you dig deep enough, oh, you're going to find it. Because all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And when God could find no man who could stand up as a substitute for the sins of mankind, he said, you know, I guess I just have to do this thing myself. I remember when I remember when Larry Bird was the head coach of the Indiana Pacers. I'm an Indiana boy, and I, I was I, I like uh, Larry Bird, and and uh, you know he's he's a, a good basketball player. Larry, the legend. We have a lot in common. <laughs> we both come from Indiana. We both come from small towns. Both have extraordinary basketball skills. <laughs> and so I really liked Larry Bird. And I remember when he became the head coach of the Indiana Pacers, there were times when the Pacers would come down to the wire, and I would think to myself, man, I wish he would just throw on his, his jersey and go out on that court and, and win this game. He was restricted to the sideline. But then I got to thinking about, you know, there is such a thing as a player coach where that the coach will put on the player's uniform and come out onto the court and play like a player while he's still the coach. Can I tell you that's exactly what God did when he looked down upon this earth? One lamb after another, after another, after another. So much blood of the lambs and blood of the bullocks and blood of the goats. But none of those lambs could provide the power to wash away the sins of mankind. There was no high priest holy enough. There was no atoning practice that was efficacious enough. And so God said, you know, when you want something done right, sometimes you just got to do it yourself. He took on the uniform of a man, but he never stopped being the coach. I want you to know that Jesus Christ is God manifest in the flesh. Oh, hallelujah. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shined in the darkness. The darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John, but he was not that light. He was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He came unto the world and the world knew him not. He came unto his own and his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power. To them gave he power to become the sons of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. 
and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and full of truth. God himself, he did not send another. God himself became the only begotten Son of God. And he walked this earth. And he did what we couldn't do. When we were tempted to lie, we lied. When he was tempted to lie, he didn't lie. When we were tempted to hate, we hated. When he was tempted to hate, he didn't hate. When we were tempted to fornicate, we fornicated. But when he was tempted to fornicate, he didn't fornicate. When he was tempted to envy, he didn't envy. When he was tempted to lust, he didn't lust. When he was tempted to greed, he didn't greed. When he was tempted to be proud, he wasn't proud. And he went to that cross. And inside of that blood was the code for every, every ability over every sin. Every sin that you and I have ever encountered. Every temptation confronted Jesus Christ. But none of those sins had authority over Jesus. Because Jesus had overcome each one, one by one. Tempted in all points as we are tempted, but without sin. He overcame every temptation that is common to man. And when he went to the cross, the old rugged cross, he went to that cross different than any person you've ever heard described. Now, I appreciate folks saying that he was a good teacher, and I appreciate folks saying that he was a great leader, and I appreciate them including his Sermon on the Mount as one of the great speeches of all time. But ladies and gentlemen, let me make it abundantly clear. He was greater than the greatest teacher you've ever heard. I want to make it abundantly clear. He was the greatest leader this world ever knew. That Sermon on the Mount is different than any piece of literature, any great speech. He wasn't just the liberator of one generation or a of one nation he was the lamb of God that taketh away the sins of the world oh glory I'm gonna tell you something there's a reason why we praise him all hail the power of Jesus name I said all hail the power of Jesus name let angels prostrate fall glory Hallelujah. Worthy is the Lamb. My God. You know that's why we praise Him. We don't praise Him because it's our tradition to praise Him. We don't praise Him because somebody pumps and primes us to praise Him. We praise Him because He's worthy. You see these folks shouting. You see these folks singing. You see these folks clapping. He brought them out. He brought them out of darkness into His marvelous light. Hallelujah. Glory. This man to my right, dancing before the Lord, was 50 days in coma. They said he would die. Then they said he would be a vegetable. They said he would never live normal again. He's living normal, loving life, loving his wife and children. Yes, the Lord is worthy. Yes, the Lord is worthy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. That's why we praise him. And we don't make apology for it. Go ahead and praise him. Somebody go ahead and praise him. And he confronted every demon that haunts you. He confronted every devil that stalks you. He confronted every spirit of fear. He confronted every sin. He confronted every temptation. And he subdued it. And the Bible says he is far above all principalities and power. For in... Jesus, oh hallelujah, dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. Let me tell you what that means. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus Christ bodily. Let me tell you what that means, folks. That means, now listen, God is a lot of things. God is my healer. God is my deliverer. God is my savior. Hallelujah, God is the lifter of my head. God is my righteous governor. Hallelujah, God is my shepherd. He's the shepherd. He's the lamb. He's the scapegoat. And he's the door to the sheepfold all at the same time. He's the root and he's the branch. He's the rose and he's the lily. He's the first and he's the last he's the beginning and he's the ending he's the father and he's the son and he's the holy ghost hallelujah Hallelujah. so so God is all in all he's a lot of things But when I'm driving down the road, and there's a snowstorm, and I come up on some ice, I can't see. It's too clear, and it it blends in with the road. And my wheel hits that ice, and I start to swerve out of control. And my car is spinning, and I'm going close to the guardrail. And I don't know if I need him to be my, if I don't know if I need him to be my deliverer, or my healer, or my savior, or my redeemer. I don't know really what I need at the moment. I can just it doesn't. I don't have to pick out what I need him to be. All I gotta do is say, Jesus. his delivering power is in that name his healing power is in that name and there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved now listen you may or may not want to praise him today but you hear what I'm telling you there's coming a day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord 
Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus came to do. They said, what did you come to do? He said, I have come to seek and to save. That which was lost. Seek and to save. Seek and to save. He's seeking. He's seeking those who need salvation. That's how you're here this morning. You may wonder how you were here because there were moments in your life that you thought you wouldn't make out of it alive. There were moments of your life that you even uttered the words, I can't do this. And you thought somehow it was all going to end. But look at you now. That's the mercy of God. That's the power of God. That's the grace of God. Here you stand with hands uplifted. Here you stand with a song in your mouth. Here you stand with a shout in your soul. Because he sought you. He sought you. When you weren't seeking him, he was seeking you. When you didn't love him, he was seeking you. When you didn't want to love him, he was loving you. Hallelujah. Do you know that Bible says that that rock was Christ and that rock followed them? Do you know Israel didn't follow God half the time, but God still followed them? God was following you. He was following you. How do you think you made it? How do you think you made it? Listen to me. Listen, you don't even know how you got home that night. You were so intoxicated. You knew not to get in that car. You don't even know. You just woke up in your bed. I'm going to tell you how you got home. He followed you. He walked with you. He protected you. Tell me you don't have a testimony. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The Apostle Paul said, listen. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places, principalities and powers. Listen, the stuff we're fighting against, you can't see it. It's not flesh and blood. That's why you don't take offense at people. That's why you don't get mad and hold grudges at people. We're not wrestling against flesh and blood. We're wrestling against spiritual wickedness in high places, principalities and powers. He said, finally, my brethren, when you have done all to stand, stand. Having your loins girt about with truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness. Having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Then he said, above all, taking the shield of faith. Wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take unto you the helmet of salvation. Isaiah 59 says that when the Lord entered this earth, he wore the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness. 
Now, he had something that Paul didn't let us wear. He had the garments of vengeance. Now, that's one thing. We can have the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, but God's got something in his wardrobe you and I don't have in our wardrobe. He has the garments of vengeance, and vengeance isn't mine. Vengeance is his, saith the Lord. If you've got revenge in your heart, lay it down and let it be washed in the blood of the Lamb. But he said, I come with the helmet of salvation. That helmet of salvation guards the most precious thing in your body. It guards this brain, this brain that sends messages all throughout the body. Everything in the body is, is performing and acting because of the messages that it receives from the brain. This brain is so sensitive, so precious, and it does so much. We have no idea the full capacity of the human brain. We still operate only in a very meager percentage of what this brain is capable of doing. Do you know why? Because we are fallen creatures because we live in a sinful world this brain is so much more capable than what we actually use it to do because God gave it to us as a reflection of his image but it's corrupted by our sin it's corrupted by our transgressions it's corrupted by all the things we've done wrong and now we don't even know who we are but Jesus came to show us who we are he said, look at me. This is who you are. Look at me. Look at me. Look at how I treat people. Look at how I deal with sin. Look at how I deal with temptation. This is who you are. This is who you're supposed to be. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. But we're in a fallen body. We're in a fallen body on a fallen earth. And so this brain is, is covered by, by even a helmet naturally. It's called the cranium. And the cranium covers our brain. But this cranium, while it is to shield our brain, it's a fallen thing. It's a part of a dying body. It's a part of a fallen man and a fallen woman. And this cranium is easily penetrated. This cranium can break, can fracture. I know that you think you've got some things in order, some things figured out. But I want you to know that this doesn't have the power to protect your mind. Your human capabilities. Your fleshly pursuits. They don't have the ability to protect you and to hold you in place. Falls can render the cranium helpless. Accidents can render the cranium helpless. All of your fleshly pursuits and efforts, all of your man-made attempts, all of your man endeavors, they all come to naught when it comes to the most precious things. And so the Lord said, listen, I know that you want to try to do this on your own, but you can't do this on your own. So I'm going to do it for you. I'm going to live the life that you don't know how to live. And I'm going to tell the truth you don't know how to tell. And I'm going to treat people with wisdom the way you don't know how to treat them. And I'm going to overcome sin the way you don't know how to overcome it. I'm going to be a perfect man. I'm going to be a spotless lamb. Hallelujah. And I'm going to do it with the helmet of salvation and with the breastplate of righteousness. And do you know that the enemy tried to get in his head? 
If you be the Son of God, turn these stones into bread. If you be the Son of God, cast yourself down and let the angels bear you up. If you be the Son of God, fall down and worship me. And Jesus, though, was protected by the helmet of salvation. He came. He said, I became salvation. And he walked down into this earth with the helmet of salvation. He said, no, 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 it is written. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. It is written, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. It is written, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. When he was in the garden of Gethsemane, he had to wear that helmet, get it secure, because he was getting ready to fight for not just his life, but for all of our eternal lives. And when that notion crossed his mind that maybe I can get out of this, he said, let this cup pass from me. But that helmet of salvation securely in place, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. And he went to the cross. And listen, he despised the shame. And he was he was brutalized, wounded, bruised, chastised. He was mocked and jeered and sneered and ridiculed and persecuted until he died. And he died for us while we were yet sinners. Let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. The life he lived is now incumbent upon us to live. The road he traveled is now incumbent upon us to travel. And we can't do it by ourselves. So we take upon us what he had upon him the helmet of salvation hallelujah and I don't know what your plans are today but you better take the helmet of salvation with you if you're going to be riding a bike today you better take the helmet with you if you're, if you're due to, to, to square off with whoever the Bengals are squaring off with today and you're on the offensive line defensive line you better wear a helmet to that Everything you say and everything you do, do it all in the name of Jesus. Come on, everywhere you go, you better take that helmet of salvation. Now, here's the thing. That word salvation in the Old Testament and in the New Testament, it means one thing. It means Yeshua, which is translated Jesus. You know what my helmet is? Jesus. You know who my helmet is? Jesus. You know what protects my mind? Jesus. You know what guards my thoughts? Jesus. Hallelujah. When they asked Peter, they said, men and brethren, what shall we do for the sin that's in our life and for the wickedness that we have done? Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. When they were baptized into Jesus, they put on Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. So when the spirit of fear comes against me and tries to invade my thoughts and tell me that I can't be healed, I secure that helmet. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, ladies and gentlemen. We don't have time to play games. We're in a battle. We're in a war. You're not a victim. You're a warrior. I said, you're not a victim. You're a warrior. That letter from the apostle Paul said, when you've done all to stand, stand with the helmet of salvation 
Hallelujah. Come on, mother. Your children need you to be a warrior. Come on, father. Your wife needs you to be a warrior. Come on, saint of God. The church needs you to be a warrior. Hallelujah. Come on, we're going into battle. We're going into battle. And we're not going unarmed. We're putting on the helmet of salvation. And we're walking into that battle. Whatever that battlefield may be. It might be a courtroom. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. It might be a hospital waiting room. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, it might be a Bible study. Jesus, 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 Jesus. It might be the valley of the shadow of death. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I'm covered. I'm covered. I'm covered by the blood. Somebody lift up your hands right now and give him praise. Come on, somebody give him praise. Somebody give him praise. Somebody who knows what I'm talking about, give him praise. Hallelujah. Let's stand to our feet this morning. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place. You know when Isaiah talked about the helmet of salvation, he may very well have received his inspiration from the helmets of the armies he had witnessed. But that was hundreds of years before Paul gave us an example. Paul said the helmet of salvation, and he probably thought of the helmets he had witnessed armies as using. It could have been the old Assyrian helmets in Isaiah's day, or it could have been the Roman helmets of Paul's day. People like to make the comparison to Paul referring to the Roman helmet. Those helmets were so, so involved, meticulous. They would cover such, such meticulous areas of the body. Making sure the temple is covered. Making sure that the forehead is covered. Making sure that the vital parts of the body and the head are covered. So that no projectile, no weapon could be able to penetrate that helmet. But I'm going to tell you something. It doesn't matter if Isaiah was talking about the Assyrian helmets. Or Paul was talking about the Roman helmets. Those helmets can't give you what salvation can give you. Salvation will cover stuff, glory, that they don't know how to cover. There are little nuances of your mind that you don't even know they're there. There are little wounds and bruises and scars in your mind that have disabled you even as an adult in life. Things that happened two and three decades ago, you don't even realize they still have an impact, and yet they do. And you still wrestle with the insecurity, and you still wrestle with the struggle that you had as a child that's because it's because the enemy keeps picking away at that part of your mind but when I talk to you about the helmet of salvation I'm talking about a multi-dimensional helmet that covers you spiritually mentally emotionally physically it's like it's it, 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 it like moves and rotates as needed you You've never seen something so high-tech as the helmet of salvation. It can go invisible when need be. It's Bluetooth. 
This thing is unbelievable. This thing receives satellite signals. Come on, somebody. I know what I'm talking about because I've gone into battle and I got a little in over my head and I needed some help and I just sent a signal to heaven and said, I lift up mine eyes under the hills from whence cometh my help. And guess what? My help came from the Lord. Hallelujah. When you turn from your sins and are buried by baptism into his name and filled with his spirit, his helmet comes upon you and no weapon formed against you can prosper. Oh, I feel him right now. I feel him right now. I said no weapon formed against you can prosper. I want somebody who believes what I'm preaching. I want you to come to this front right now. All across this building. We're getting ready to sing. But I want somebody to come right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, that's it. That's it. I need somebody who's ready for battle. Somebody who's in the battle of their life right now. Come on, you're in a fight for your life right now. Come on, in the name of Jesus Christ. Woo. Hey. I'm telling you that the Holy Ghost is getting ready to sweep through this place. There is power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Break every chain. Come on, I need some ministers to come and help me pray right now. There is power in the name. I need a mother to plead the blood of Jesus over her family right now. I need a mother to plead the blood of Jesus over her family right now. I need a father to plead the blood of Jesus over his family right now. Come on, that's it. I need a husband to plead the blood of Jesus over his marriage right now. Hey, glory. There's an army rising up. Lift up your hands all across this place. There's an army, There's an army rising up. Oh, oh. So break every chain. Break every chain. Break every
somebody declare it right now there is power in the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus there is power in the name of Jesus I speak it into your life I speak it into your circumstances there is power in the name of Jesus break every chain break every chain That's it. 